This message was recorded live at Plantation Seventh-day Adventist Church in Plantation, Florida. Welcome to PlantationSDA.tv. Here you will find a diverse variety of Bible-based topics and conversations. God's master plan to inspire your mind, bring peace to your heart, and uplift your soul. May you be blessed and encouraged as you listen to God's Word. Thanks, Sister Marla, for blessing our hearts this evening. That indeed was very, very powerful. And uh, Sister Marla goes way back with us, her and Sister Phyllis and the others. Uh, We appreciate them and appreciate their ministry. Indeed, it is a wonderful privilege and pleasure to be here with you tonight to serve in this very, very important experience one week of revival for the people of God. I want to thank your pastor, Pastor Rose, and your associate pastor, Pastor Hernandez, for the vision that God has placed in their heart to have this one week of revival for God's people because there's nothing more powerful than when God's people come together for revival. And so I want to encourage each and every one of you who are currently in the sanctuary to keep coming Keep coming here for the blessing that God has in store for you. And for those of you who are online, I want to encourage you to do the same. Uh, Join us online if that's what you're able to do. But even more so, I want to encourage you to come on into the house of the Lord and experience this revival real time because there's nothing more powerful than experiencing it real time. What do you say? Amen. And so I'm encouraging everyone as best as possible to come on out so God may bless you. I also want to encourage you right now, go ahead and share the link. Invite your family members and friends to join us now to receive the blessing that God has in store for for you. Tonight, I'd like to speak to you under the caption, Cling to Hope. Bow your heads with me. Loving Father and our God, we thank you so much for this amazing opportunity to once more open the Word of God. And now, Lord, as I open your book, I invoke the presence of your Holy Spirit to tabernacle with us. I ask now that you remove anything that is unlike thee from among us, that your Holy Spirit will move to and fro the aisles of this congregation. And we will not limit your spirit to this space. May your spirit enter even upon the social media platform and touch the heart of your people in a very special way. And Lord, it is my sincere prayer that when we should come to the end of our experience tonight, that every person in the hearing of my voice will be able to declare, indeed, it was wonderful to be in the presence of God Almighty. Grant this now our prayer. Grant this our plea. For we ask it in Jesus' name. Let the church of God say, Amen. Amen. I want to also thank God for your first lady, uh, Sister Rose, who sits next to my wife. Uh, we love her so much. We appreciate her. Uh, they are really like family to us. Turn with me in your Bibles to Colossians, the first division. Colossians, the first division. 
beginning from verse 21, the word of God speaks to us even tonight. Colossians, the first division, God's word says, and you that were sometime alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works, yet now hath he reconciled in the body of his flesh through death to present you holy and unblameable and unreprovable in his sight. If ye continue in the faith grounded and settled, and be not moved away from the hope of this gospel. Ellen G. White says these words, she says, of course a true gospel hope must center in Jesus Christ as the object being or agency through whom the promises of God concerning man are to be carried out. We are complete in him, she says. Without him, we can do nothing and are nothing. He is Alpha and Omega. When we say Christ is our hope, it embodies all that Christ is in, all that is in Christ or is to be brought about through Christ. Hence, she says, we see that a hope in Christ embraces all that is wrought out by Christ till the glory of God is revealed in his people. Finally, she says, in their being brought to their eternal rest in his kingdom. In 1732, a Christian point, poet by the name of London, Alexander Pope, that is, wrote an essay on man. In it, Pope wrote that hope springs eternal in the human breast. Those words quickly became well known for it's our Christian nature, saints, to keep on hoping even against all odds. Consider the story of a Christian brother by the name of James. James was a runner. Nothing drove him more than the thought of winning his race. He trained day and night, pushing himself to the very limits of his ability, if you please. He maintained a, a strict diet. He made sure he got adequate sleep every night. James was ready. He was grounded and settled on the idea of finishing what he started. He was determined to be a winner and his heart was full of hope. When the day of the big race finally came, he was pumped with excitement. James joined the others at the starting line, knelt down and placed his feet securely in the starting block. At the sound of the gun, he was off and running, pacing himself for the win. The first lap's challenge was to stay close to the front. In the second lap, he hit his stride and, and moved ahead of everyone else. Two laps to go. And it was very clear that he was fully in control of the race. Then came the final lap. On the home stretch, something happened to James. His foot hit a pebble 
and, the, and twisted his ankle in an awkward way. He crumbled to the ground and as he felt, he broke his fibula. The track dust swirling around his body. James lay on the ground, writhing in pain. A stranger in the bleachers saw the tragedy and leaped onto the field. We're told that he lifted James to his good foot, flung his arms over his shoulders, and together they hopped to the finish line. The crowd erupted, cheering and applauding, not for the winner of the race, whose name we will never ever know, but for the brother James, who full of hope, finished well. Plantation, tonight the Lord sent me by here to tell you to cling to hope. It's not the winner of the race that matters. It's only whether or not you finish what you started. And James finished well. James was grounded and settled on an idea. The idea that he would win at all costs and he was full of hope. Family, understand me tonight that this race is not for the swift, but for those who will endure until the end. James' story is the same for every family, every believer, if you please. Our faith in Jesus Christ causes us to be grounded and settled on the idea of finishing what we started. You see, Paul here says that we finish what we started because we are full of hope, the hope of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I'm not talking to God's people tonight, and if I happen to get a little excited, it is because I'm excited. You see, James' story is the same for every family, every believer, if you please. Our faith in Jesus Christ causes us to be grounded and settled on the idea of finishing what we started. Paul here says that we finish what we started because we are indeed full of hope. Established a relationship, we establish a relationship with Jesus. Tonight, I want to encourage you that once you have established that relationship with him, don't you give in. Don't you throw in the towel. Don't you stop moving forward. Just keep hope alive. Keep on hoping. Keep on serving for one day he will give you your reward. Am I talking to God's people today? You've entered into a marriage. Don't give up on your spouse. Keep on working with your spouse. Keep on loving your spouse until you succeed. Start the job of parenting. Don't you give up on your wayward child. Love them into the kingdom of God. And I dare to say to you tonight, I stand before you as a testimony of a mother who loved their child even into the arms of God Almighty. Am I talking to God's people today? You started this Christian journey. Don't you allow the challenges of life to deter you, my friend. Keep on serving. Keep on hoping until the day that Jesus comes. But what is this hope of the gospel? that fills us and drives us forward at all cost. Dare we hope to make it all the way to eternity? 
The answer I would say is yes, because the hope of the gospel is this. Christ is our hope. What did I say? Christ is our hope and because of our hope in Jesus Christ, God will handle our concerns, saints. He will provide our care and ultimately he will give us our crown. Those three points and we go home tonight. Yes, we have this hope that burns within our hearts. We have the hope of the coming of the Lord. I'm not talking to the people of God tonight. First, I want to talk to you about God, the fact that God handles all our concerns. Do you believe that? You see, he knows that Satan is, is, is out to defeat his plan for you, uh, but he can handle it, saints of God. The psalmist David says in Psalms 37 verse 7, rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. Why? Because he knew there is no power on earth that can degrade the promises of God Almighty. Am I talking to the people of God tonight? Church, listen to the preacher. Satan does not have the power to denounce or destroy your blessings. For the frustration and the worries that abound in every believer's life are no match to the hope of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Nothing is too hard for God because nothing can dethrone the Son of God. If we have hope, in Christ, nothing is able to dampen our spirit, burden our back, confuse our thoughts, or destroy our faith. Misfortunes need not to scare us. Troubles need not to torment us. Sorrows need not to terrify us. Disappointments need not to provoke us. Burdens need not to restrain us. We live above the fray because we live with the hope that God can handle everything that may come our way. Amen. We have the peace of God with patches which passes all understanding to keep our hearts and minds stayed upon Jesus Christ. Saints of God, tonight I implore every family, every person in the hearing of my voice to cling to the hope of Jesus Christ. Why? Because I've seen him work miracles over and over again. I've seen him heal broken relationships. I've seen him heal wayward children and bring them back home before it's eternally too late. I've seen him reestablish shattered dreams that's right I have seen my God take many broken people from the guttermost and place them at the uttermost is somebody in the house with a witness tonight do you know what the preacher is talking about do you understand and know that my God specializes in taking what is broken and making something good out of it and in the second letter to the Corinthians, the Apostle Paul wrote about the troubles he faced in ministry. And I'll read it in the Living Bible version for more clarity. Paul said, we are in deep trouble for bringing you God's comfort and salvation. But in our trouble, God has comforted us. And this too, to help you, the Apostle Paul says, 
to show you from our personal experience how God will tenderly comfort you when you undergo these same sufferings. He will give you the strength to endure even to the end. And you know what this preacher is talking about. The past few years have been so difficult for many. We have seen what COVID-19 have done in our personal lives and the lives of our friends. I would like to suggest to you tonight that all that suggests brokenness. If you read what's happening around you or you listen to the news, domestic violence went out the roof as a result of COVID-19. People did not just die from the virus, they died from all sorts of other ailments, but the virus helped to complicate the situation. And believe you me, husbands and wives were no longer praying that the Lord will sustain their relationships. Some were praying that their spouse would die. Because now they had to be in the house with them all day long. And so we saw what was happening as it relates to the stats, uh, as the stats relates to uh, uh, domestic violence. It was alarming to see what was happening all across this globe. We have just faced a hurricane and we're told that the death toll is over 105 souls and children are not able to attend school as they would want to. They are not able to uh, get their education as they would like to. Individuals are being denied of their personal rights. Why? Because they're facing a hurricane. That suggest brokenness the war in ukraine is still looming and it seems like we're quickly propelling to a world war and we're hearing our dear brother well, i would not say dear brother but we're here saying brother putin here brother putin saying that he is going to use nuclear force he's looking to start a nuclear war and we're told that America is ready for that. We're told that America will defend us at all costs. But as I watched the news and listened to the interview with the Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin III, he was asked the question, who would be the winner in a nuclear war? And his reply was, in a nuclear war, there is no winner. All of this mess promotes a broken society. I want you to follow what the preacher is saying tonight. The truth is that we are living in a fallen world. And even when we try to do good, evil presents itself. Today, when we look at the condition of the family in North America and throughout the world, it is extremely deplorable. The stats are alarming. We're told that the divorce rate is 50%, not only in the world, but it's also in the church. I want you to hear some of these stats. Every year, more than 10 million men and women in the United States are subjected to domestic violence. A study shows that the lifetime economic cost of intimate partner violence to the United States population is three point six million dollars three point six trillion dollars this is serious 
You're talking about brokenness all around you. You're talking about the enemy at work all around you. And if we are not careful, this planet will self-destruct. But understand that our hope in Christ gives us the strength to endure every day. We are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. Even if our outward man perishes, Paul writes inwardly, we are renewed day by day. Am I talking to God's people today? See, to the non-believer, that sounds naive, but to those of us who have a track record with God and have tasted the goodness of God and have been strengthened by the spirit of God that dwells within this is your chance for a hallelujah moment do we do we have those moments here at plantation can we have a hallelujah moment in the house of God do I have a witness in the house of God understand me that he carried you through deep-seated sorrow hallelujah he resolved your long-lasting trials. Hallelujah! He erased your painstaking problems. Hallelujah! He removed your back-breaking burdens. Hallelujah! He healed you emotionally, physically, and spiritually. You can shout aloud. Hallelujah! We serve a good God, and his name is worthy to be placed, to be praised. We placed our faith in God. And he has not failed us yet. As the songwriter says, he never failed me yet. And so we know that God handles our concerns. But, but then let's hurry along to the next point. We also know that God handles our care. Let's admit it, saints of God. We in this broken society, a society that breeds broken families spend a lot of time worrying about the essentials of life. You know what I'm talking about? The paycheck that, that lands in our account and, and it's spent even before we receive it. You understand what I'm talking about? Mortgage is due. Rent is due. Phone bill is due. Bills, bills, and just more bills. And, and some of them are essential, and frankly, some of them are things we cause on our own self. And God knows what you need, and, and he'll take care of that part. I want us to understand that your wants are another story. Uh, understand me that God promises that he will take care of our needs. But, but sometimes we get ourselves in trouble when your wants, when our wants exceeds even our needs. And I want you to know that when your wants exceeds your needs, then you may be squandering God's blessings. And family, God does provide. While we are trusting in the word of God and, and yielding to the spirit of God, the Lord is providing for us day by day according to his riches in glory. It doesn't matter if we are young or old, black or white, rich or poor, happy family or going through a period of brokenness. God does not 
segregate his blessings. I'm not talking to the people of God tonight. And it doesn't matter if we are highly educated or not. God provides the care we need to sustain us because he meets us where we are. And not only does he meet us where we are, he meets our needs, not through our knowledge, but according to the riches that he has in glory. Family, understand that there are multitudes of blessings that cannot be purchased with silver, nor can it be purchased with gold. And we're talking to God's people tonight. You see, God knows what we need even before we ask him. As we hurry along now, in the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus explains what it means to entrust your care to the Father. He says in Matthew chapter 6, verses 25 through 34, he says, Take no thought for your life, saying, What shall we eat? Or what shall we drink? Because God knows you have need of all of these things. Yes, he does. Jesus taught us to seek he first who the kingdom of God and his righteousness and what all other things the scripture says shall be added unto you hence tonight we have hope in Christ why because God handles our concerns and he provides our care but but then let's bring it home now finally finally even in our brokenness we have hope that God will give us our crown. And it's a crown worth hoping for because it's not a temporary crown. It's an eternal crown. The apostle James calls it a crown of life. James 1 chapter 12 verse 12 says, Blessed is the man that endureth temptation, for when he is tried, he shall receive the crown of life, which the Lord had promised to them that love him. The apostle Paul calls this crown of life an incorruptible crown. In other words, saints, it's an everlasting crown. Hence, those who put their hope in the gospel will enjoy everlasting life. However, I need us to understand that this crown has another attribute. Paul reminds Timothy that it is a crown of righteousness. In 2 Timothy 4 verse 8, he says, Henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day, and not to me only, but unto all them also that love his appearing. Peter here describes this crown as a crown of glory. In 1 Peter 5 verse 4 he says, and when the chief shepherd shall appear, ye shall receive a crown of glory that fadeth not away. But here is one more attribute of your crown that you will receive. Understand that it is your crown of rejoicing that you will have. Rejoicing through your own personal testimony and the fact that you have led so many to eternal life. When you get to heaven, you'll see your neighbor who you introduced to Jesus Christ. 
You'll see friends and loved ones who you, who you, who you share Jesus with and, and their lives were touched by your testimony. You'll see all those who you blessed with a word from Christ and you will rejoice that you had a part in their eternal salvation. You led them down Christ's path that turned their earthly gloom into heavenly glory. You led them down Christ's path that turned their earthly rubble into heavenly riches. You led them down Christ's path that turned their earthly problems into heavenly peace. You led them down Christ's path that turned their earthly tribulations into heavenly tribulation, into heavenly jubilation. It's a heavy crown, if you please. A crown of life, a crown of righteousness, a crown of glory, a crown of rejoicing. Yes, it is. But you will wear it well. And you know why you will wear this crown well? Because it will be a custom fit. No one else will be able to wear your crown because that crown was prepared only for you. In heaven, you'll wear your crown and worship will be wonderful. Mercy will be magnified. Grace will be jubilant. Peace will be plentiful. Life will be everlasting and our fellowship with Jesus will be indescribable. How is your family tonight, my friend? Are you clinging onto your hope? This hope you have, I would like to suggest to you tonight that it springs into eternal life. It springs eternal life because our hope is in Jesus Christ, our Lord. Christ who will fulfill every promise. Christ who will accomplish every prophecy. Christ is our hope. And one day soon, my friend, that hope will spring into eternal life. It is interesting that your pastor would ask me to speak on this very important subject matter, hope for broken families. Because tonight I speak to you from a position of brokenness. Just Sunday, laid my mother-in-law to rest. A woman who we love so dearly spent the last 28 years of my life around. A lady was filled with joy, filled with peace, and loved God supremely and loved her fellow men. But unfortunately, she was diagnosed with cancer about four years ago. We hoped, we prayed, we seeked God's face. We did everything we can possibly do to preserve life. But on September 15th at 9.35 p.m., she breathed her last breath. That was a devastating blow for my family. But the one thing that keeps us going is the hope of Jesus Christ. The one thing that keeps us going is to know that a resurrection is coming. One day soon, God will come and he will make all things new. I want you to know that you're not serving a dead God, you serve a resurrected Savior who rules in the affairs of man and who's ready to fight for you even in this very moment. I don't know about you, but I'll be the first one tonight to say, Father, 
it is my desire to place my life wholeheartedly in your hand I want to cling to the hope of Jesus Christ is that your desire if that's your desire would you stand with me even now our heads are bowed our eyes are closed and for those of you who are online you are assuming an attitude of prayer and it is my prayer that you too will make that decision to cling to the hope of Jesus Christ our loving father and our God tonight we are so grateful for the fact that we serve a mighty a powerful and a potent God a God who still rules in the affairs of men a God who never sleeps nor slumber a God who never reneges on his promises and so because we know that you are that God we place our lives afresh into your hands we ask now that you take our lives and let it be consecrated to thee lead us consistently down the pathway of righteousness and help us dear God to press forward to the upward calling in Christ Jesus I pray even right now that you will visit every family every home represented in this congregation every home that is experiencing this revival online and may revival begin in the heart of every soul and may that revival move from the heart of every soul and may that revival set their homes ablaze even right now and not only should it remain in the home but Lord bring that same spirit in the church consistently and from the church into the community and may plantation be set on fire because revival is in the hearts of every person who is associated with this great church I pray father God in the name of Jesus that you will take full control of this revival in a very special and marked way we know that your word will never go up void we know that you have a plan and a purpose for the lives of your people and so I pray that this week will be a week never to forget I pray that lives will be changed souls will be transformed individuals will be drawn to a closer walk and a closer relationship with you I pray for the shepherd of this flock, Pastor Rose, may you continue to give him wisdom and inspiration as he leads this amazing congregation. May you continue to bind them all together with the cords of love that will never be broken. I pray for his associate, Pastor Hernandez, that you will bless her likewise. And Lord, as you continue to increase their borders, it is my prayer that you will hold nothing back from them. Open up the floodgates and all the windows of heaven and pour out your laddering power upon this congregation. And Lord, it is my prayer that after you would have poured out your power, you will use them in a mighty and a powerful way to change lives in this community. And Father, how much we look forward to the day when you, the God of the universe, shall burst through the eastern sky and come back to this earth for your faithful people. And we know that you will take us to a place where there's no more pain, no more sickness, no more suffering, no more family issues and challenges, no more brokenness, because you, the one who fixes all things, will dwell in our presence not just for time but you'll dwell in our presence for eternity thank you now for hearing and answering our prayers 
For we ask all these mercies in Jesus' name. Let the church of God say, Amen, amen. and Amen. This podcast was brought to you by Plantation Seventh-day Adventist Church, a Christ-centered congregation dedicated to spreading the good news of God's love through sermons, deeper dive conversations, and much more. If you would like to listen to more life lessons and inspirational content, please visit us at plantationsda.tv.